When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty present the Underdog Podcast. And we are back with another episode of the Underdog Dynasty Podcast, AAC edition. My name is Dan Morrison. That is Emily Van Buskirk. How are you doing today, Emily? I'm doing good. I'm doing better now that you're back from leaving me forever. Yeah, I mean... So part of that was a vacation. Part of that, I was was in Ireland And then I had to make sure I was allowed to still do the podcast after. So it was a little bit. (laughs) True, that's fair. But we're Uh, back. Yeah. To clarify that, though, I my role of on three means I can't write for Underdog Dance or any other sports site that isn't on three anymore. Because in all fairness, it is a conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's just how it is. Uh, but, but we get I don't to do podcast. our podcast. I don't podcast yeah. for them. And so you get to rock and roll hey, here all Yeah, out. maybe they'll start podcasts. Who knows? Uh, I do know that uh, their YouTube channel that they do is going to be, at least one show is going to be recorded as a podcast. But because that's not what I do, I don't have the conflict. Awesome. Well, yeah. we're glad. I want to hear about Ireland, but or we can get into that later so, in the podcast. But. I'm sure we'll get on tangents, but you know, mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, we're trying to, I know it's been a little while. We're trying to do AAC team previews before the season starts mm-hmm. because we're like a month away very quickly all of a sudden. Yeah. So we got to get on our horse about that. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah. Time flies. We're going to go in alphabetical order with those. We're knocking out <laughs> the first three alphabetical today, Cincinnati, ECU, Houston. So that's a little teaser. It's three teams I think are probably all going going out of bowling this year, huh? Yeah. I mean I think so. Yeah. Yes. I mean, a couple of gimmies and ECU went to a bowl last year, qualified, yeah. I should say. And I think they're only getting better. So they are definitely only getting better. Yeah. So yeah. All right. We got a few schools to break down. That's I think what we're gonna stick to, unless you got pressing AAC news that I missed while I was in Ireland. Nope. I did my running backs preview. Yes, you did. So whenever we talk about running backs to show, you got to dominate it. No, probably not. It was like I blacked out and wrote it, but it was it was awesome because I got to learn about a lot of the transition. I mean, running backs in position, I guess I should pay more attention to, but I don't. It's tough because yeah, every team plays with two or three running backs who get touches. Mm-hmm. And with the transfer portal and everything, it just changes so frequently. There's so many guys know it's it's not it's just really not like quarterbacks or yeah no quarterbacks, obviously the easiest to know right. uh wide receivers can be tricky depending on the team too though you know and it was it took me a minute because i got i had to check not only you know the magazines that i bought and like the internet i had to check like status of players to make sure you know they hadn't left or something had happened and that's always what scares me when i write these things is like please god don't let one of these people like not be there anymore and then i just wrote about them and <laughs> 
for the school. Yeah, this player got suspended a week ago. Like, great. (laughs) Right, exactly. So I did get, I did catch a little hell for apparently not naming an SMU running back that the fans wanted on, but. Who, who'd you miss? Because I read it, I don't remember you missing anyone for sure. Thank you. If it's a transfer in, it's fine. You can miss a transfer. No, I have to go find this Twitter conversation because the guy who said it was like, he was like, you got, come on guys. Like you missed so-and-so. And I was like, um, excuse me. First of all, it's not guys and it's girl. And second of all, you know, my bad, if that's, if that's really someone that you want me to write, I'll, I'll write a feature. I, I was like, I'll make it up to you with a feature. And they're like, okay. And then they started sending me links to like, here's some good SMU articles. And I was just like, uh, excuse me. Here's an SMU article I wrote where I interviewed the head coach and he talked about the season and they're like, oh, yeah. okay, thanks. And then Rhett Lashley went in and liked the tweet. It was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's the thing. Um, it's like people mm-hmm. don't ever actually pay attention. You can write 10 nice things about school, but you missed one player. You you didn't know who their fifth string wide receiver was and you hate their school. Yeah. They literally said, come on, guys, Trey Siggers, SMU's leading rusher from yeah. last season is back. Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I mean check check the name under the if, article. If Trey Sagers is the running it can be asked. If Trey Sagers is the running back who's getting you hot and bothered, <laughs> you know, he's fine. I'm not trying to insult the guy, but you know. Yeah. He's fine. Well, then they were like, they said, you know, after I called them out on it, I said something. And then he goes, respect, here's a fun read. And it was like SMU is a strong case for a major college athletic conference. <laughs> Uh, after I wrote, it's a girl actually, and I'll make it up to you with the feature. And then he sent me that link and I go, here's also a fun read with my guy, Rhett Lashley, the one I did. And then Rhett Lashley <laughs> liked it. And it was, so, it was like this hilarious interchange. I and love I love that. that. I love that with fans. You know, they weren't, they weren't mean. So it's like, okay. The, the thing is, they're just passionate and Twitter happens so quickly. You know, it does. But I, it was my it was my first time doing one of these previews. Like you are really good at it. You've been doing it for a minute. I think the other guys in our thing they're used to it. I was not used to the format, and I actually tried. I don't know if they told you. I tried to change the names and make them funnier to yeah. the little sections. Yeah, and they were like, "No, you have to keep them to what Dan did." And I was like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, because that was actually the last article I was able to write for Underdog was the quarterbacks preview. And so I, I think I was the first one to get a preview out too. So I think it's just the format they want to keep for well, everything. I was trying to have a little flair and just put a play on words and they were like, no, yeah. which is fine. We're keeping continuity for you, for you guys. So that that's for you. Yeah. I'm quashing my creative spirit juices for <laughs> you. Yes. The spirit's been keep killed. Y'all straight. Congrats mm-hmm. everyone. You killed your spirit. Uh, so go check out the running back preview on underdog dynasty. For Thank sure. You. For sure. Uh, you want to piss off some Cincinnati fans? No, I really don't. Oh, <laughs> There's okay. they're mean online. Oh, I think I'm about to. That's so good. I might uh, have done it in the last podcast I just talked about because somebody asked me if they were gonna be back, and I was like, oh no. No, no, they're not. No. Uh, we'll we'll cut the I don't think they're gonna be bad, but 12 and no, 0, if they're I gonna be think... back. Like if they're gonna be back, and I was like, play- no. To the playoff? Just like in general. <laughs> I was like, no. No. Okay, I think that's a great transition to our Cincinnati preview for the 2022 season. 
Cincinnati coming off a 13-1 season, 8-0 in the American. They won the AAC Championship, lost in the Cotton Bowl, which was the college football playoff semifinal, to Alabama. They had I was nine. there. It was epic. Great times had by all, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, except Luke Fickle and company. Uh, but, yeah. you know, got to say you went. Uh, nine NFL draft picks, pretty unprecedented for a G5 school, pretty unprecedented yeah. for most schools. I think only, like, Georgia had more players drafted this year. I might be missing that, like, in Alabama that had more. But it, it was, was more than Texas, USC, Nebraska, Miami, and Notre Dame combined. Yeah. But for, I that, had to right. say Notre Dame for you. Thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It was an insane draft class. Uh, Mike yep. Denbrock, offense coordinator, he's off to LSU. Brian Kelly stole him like he stole Marcus Freeman from you Cincinnati fans. How does that feel after he left you himself? Uh, Gino Guidugli, I think is how you pronounce this man's oh boy, last name. That did not sound right at all. Uh, but... G-U-I-D-U-G-L-I. I do not know. It was an internal promotion to offensive coordinator coming from the quarterback's coaching position should keep continuity in place. Should, but uh, probably won't. If you like Bill Connolly and SP plus, I don't know if you do. Uh, that's a metric. His returning production metric, only 59% of their production from last season's returning. That's 92nd in college football. Yeah. Now that doesn't measure the quality of the production. I should say, because UMass is like fifth in this metric, but shows you how much <laughs> oh, turnover. Shit. Yeah. Everyone's coming back for UMass. It's not good production, but it's right. all the production that they had as a team. Which doesn't uh, guarantee, you know, good times, but I would rather, I think it, just, if you're, it shows how much turnover they're going through. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so much, it's who they're losing of those productions. The people that touch the ball the most. Yeah. I mean, do you, you want to start I mean? on the offensive side of the ball then visits quarterback, top running back, top wide receiver are all mm-hmm. off to the NFL. That's, yeah. you know, not yeah. easy to replace at any level. Uh, yeah, Desmond Ritter, your Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback, possibly might look like because they're kind of phoning it in, looking to get yeah. Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Um, Bryce Young is so small, like I can't get over it. Every yeah. time I see him, yeah, he's he could, so he tiny. Could have a little, he could have a cheeseburger. He could do it for a cheeseburger. He could have like five cheeseburgers. I would like personally cook him well, a meal is, and feed him. If the 49ers draft him to replace Trey Lance after that doesn't work out, then you can get all the is in and out in San Francisco. I don't even know. Yeah, we have yes. There's in and out in Texas now. I don't know. I not out there. Yeah, well, I can't I've even never had I've never had in and out, so that's I just literally can't even talk to you because that's ridiculous. That's <laughs> just un, unbelievable blasphemy to just not even have had it. I will literally FedEx you some. Okay. I'm sure that will come out delicious. It will because you can eat in and out in any state and it's <laughs> like at any point in its lifetime and it's great. Um, what do you think about this quote unquote quarterback battle? I'm what actually really today? interested by it. Really? Nick Bryant is a very interesting person to me because he was a Cincinnati quarterback, transferred to Eastern Michigan because he wanted to get playing time. Wasn't happening behind Ritter, obviously. Mm-hmm. Put up okay numbers last year as the starter at Eastern Michigan. Uh, to be honest, I only watched one Eastern Michigan game last year. It was when they beat up on UMass because yeah. that's my life. Uh, but Evan <laughs> Prater is a really highly regarded recruit. And if you don't choose yeah. him as the starter, there's a chance he hits the portal. Well, that's the concern yeah. nowadays. Is one year of the experience, Ben Bryant, 
or possibly two or three years, but you go through a growing pains year with Prater if he's not ready. You know this I mean? is how I feel about There's a much higher upside is all I'm saying. I don't trust people who have the same letter for their first and last names. So like case in point, case cook is nope. I guess I get that Connor Cook can't do it. Yeah. Ben Bryant, sorry. No. I mean, that's a scientific that's a scientific way to run a quarterback though. Except McKenzie Milton. So, you know. I just shot a hole in that. Yeah. No, because look argument. what I mean, look what happened to him. So uh, he was the. I understand it's not his fault, but it's still like you, you couldn't trust him because he ended up getting really hurt. Finished so. top ten in the Heisman Trophy twice, so I don't know. Yeah, but where is he? What's he doing now? Uh, he's a father, and he's a great man. <laughs> yeah. Are you a father? Those, those are you are a father, great, Emily? Those are great accomplishments. I'm also not trying to play oh. college football, but he's I'm just telling pretty you. Pretty involved in NIL now, if I'm not mistaken. To be honest. That's cool, but he's just not playing. He can't play anymore. It's sad what happened to him, yeah. but it's and it's unfortunate. But that was his path as having you know two letters and it's the same last name. Sorry, Rich I don't make the rules, man. That's Rich just what Rodriguez they are. is a head coach again, and you're going to say this. Bill Belichick is going going into this season mm-hmm. with no coordinator on offense or defense. And you're telling me that that's a crazy person move. Bill Belichick is the exception to every rule ever. I mean, that's just literally, you can't even use him as an example because he's the exception to any rule. You know, when they're like, oh, well, that's the exception. It's Bill Belichick. That's the exception. So don't, don't throw big, bad B at me. All right. (laughs) Anyways, I was siding with you, Evan Prater. I'm, I'm excited for him. I think it should be Evan Prater, even if it comes with growing chains, because his upside's higher and you don't want to play that transfer portal game. Uh, ben Bryant, really good, uh, smart player, really good leader. Mm-hmm. I get why you brought him back. I don't think he can be the starter. Right. Uh, that's, and again, his numbers in the MAC were fine, but they weren't like, oh my goodness, he's the guy. And yeah. not to disparage the MAC, it's not as good as the AAC. It just isn't. I'm going to tell you who I'm most excited for on Cincinnati as a newcomer mm-hmm. kicker Ryan Coe. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you, let me ask you why. Super Kicker excited. Because <laughs> he's from Delaware. <laughs> okay. Because and I think that's amazing. Than, I was going to say other than Joe Flacco, but I don't know if Joe Flacco was actually from Delaware. He went to I Delaware. I don't know. I, know I don't Joe, know. He went that's to Pitt. Good. I know Joe Flacco was a Pitt transfer to Delaware. I don't know if he's from Pennsylvania though. You know, too many people that went to Delaware. <laughs> it's your problem. I think that's one. I think that's one. That's like, Kid, do you know the Delaware mascot? Anybody? Blue hens. Blue hens. There you go. See, like that's too much Delaware knowledge I watch for one podcast. I watch a lot of CAA. What can I say? Okay. Don't mean to brag. Oh. Don't mean to brag, people, <laughs> but I care way too much about what happens to Villanova football. Not that I can tell you anything about those. Uh, well, I'm excited because he is a great kicker, and also I just love seeing guys from schools like that get a shot, especially he's going to have a pretty big spotlight on him. So um, I think he was yeah. 14 of 17 last year. He had all CA third, third team honors. Um, his long was a 51. Okay. So that's he averaged 62.6 yards per kickoff with 30 touchbacks. Yeah. I think that's a pretty big you got to have good special teams. And I think that's well, often overlooked. So. Since he had pretty mediocre special teams last year too so right should be enough this is important yes Uh, and he's actually from pennsylvania not delaware mm -hmm. he just went to delaware so sorry all right absolutely 
Uh, not to just to jump back to the offense and round it out a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, because we jumped way into special teams there. I didn't think we were doing it by position. This was not something that was. Okay. We're, we're to we are going free form. I'm just looking at my notes. Yeah. Here, and I do think it's worth pointing out when we talked about okay. returning production and how much they're losing on offense, they return all five offensive line starters at Cincinnati. That's, that's good continuity. That's good. Yeah. I do like that for them. They're going to need it when they go to Arkansas week one and get their oh. asses handed to them. You think it's gonna be At an ass? Arkansas. You think it's gonna be an ass? Yeah, I think, I think, think Arkansas is good. I think it's gonna be close. Mm-hmm. I think Arkansas wins, but I think it's gonna be close. I've yeah, got the schedule written Arkansas. down for later. We're gonna talk about the schedule. And I don't think we have to go through. I mean, we no, can. I, this I think. I mean, we'll take forever. I mean, do we don't? Need You're already to trying down? to like go back to offense. Like, how much more do we need to say about offense now? Are we done? I'm also gonna say Josh Wiles is a pretty good tight end. Okay, <laughs> they always have a good tight end. That's. I mean. That's their Good offense. Good for them. That is their yeah, offense. Yeah, that's their offense. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, here we are advancing the conversation. Yes. Uh, you got to replace three key defensive backs who got yeah. drafted. Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, and Brian Cook. Uh, I don't 100% know how you do that. I know Cincinnati's recruited <laughs> incredibly well over the years. No, I'm serious. No. Like I know, but you just can't. I mean, that's how you do it. You just, you don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's it's just not going to be the same. There's going to be a guy who doesn't fill those holes the way those players could do it. Mm-hmm. And that leaves you do you the best little, you can but just be, be ready for a team with a good passing tech, say, I don't know, Houston or SMU uh, to be able to exploit that more than they have in the past. That's all uh, defensive line. still really good. I really like Ivan pace, a Miami uh, Ohio transfer at linebacker. I think he's going to be pretty productive for them. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, this team's still very good. And I think that's something that some Cincinnati fans are a little bit sensitive to is when we say things like, Hey, you're not going to be as good as 2021. It doesn't mean it's you're like going to be a, bad. That's a given. That's just scientifically true. It's like, it, you can't just, argue with that. Exactly. It doesn't mean you're going to be bad. It means no. you're not going to go to the college football playoff is your team is not yeah. the same team. It was UCF right. going from uh, after Milton's injury. We just use this as an example, kind of jokingly in that yes. conversation. I wanted that UCF team to go undefeated. They still had tons of talent, but you were not the same team after that. They just weren't. They won 10, they won mm-hmm. 10 games the year after with Dylan Gabriel as a freshman. You know, Evan Prater could win you 10 games. He really could. But realistically, mm-hmm. he can't win you 12. And 10 games can still win you the conference championship, mind you. That's not to say that they're going to be nowhere to be found. You know, right? it's a step back. That's all I expect from them. Defensively, I think the line gets bigger and I like that for them, but mm-hmm. it's just too many linebackers, new faces, you know, the sec- I mean, secondary, it's just too, it's too much. It's, it's going to be really tough and it, it's going to take them a while to figure it out as we go through the schedule, mm-hmm. which is my biggest issue for them because starting well, off in Arkansas. Get, yeah. Week one, you need your trenches to be strong. And they're not. And and you just have to know that going in. Okay, this is going to be learning for us because there's just no way. These guys are not game ready. They they just they haven't had the time to be together. These guys haven't seen action. You know what I yeah. mean? Or some of it, them. It's, um, it's tough. I mean, yeah, let's it's look just, at it's here. Why don't we transition to the schedule super quickly? We don't need to break down every game by any means. Okay. I think we're both just things that interest us, maybe. Yeah, I'll just go through it real quick and we can kind of if we have anything to say. Uh, you know, we've just said what we I think we have to say about the Arkansas game. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. It's on the road in an SEC stadium. And you know, yeah. Arkansas likes to play big and strong. 
I don't Arkansas's good. know They're back. who on Cincy's defense wants to go tackle KJ Jefferson when he's mm. running downfield. You know, he's mm. big and strong himself. It's going to be tough. Tough. Yeah. I, I think we both expect a loss ultimately for Cincy. Uh, yeah. Back home to Kansas State, not saying anything about it. It's a win. Uh, okay. Miami, Ohio, that's going to be played at Paul Brown Stadium. Big rivalry game. Should be fun. Should win pretty easily, right? Nothing crazy there. Yep. Uh, I'll see that. Host Indiana after that. Do you think Indiana has anything to them? This we year? literally, we've had this conversation when we did this on another podcast. I remember very specifically because you asked me the same question and I say, no, I think Indiana is going to beat them. And you're like, that's ridiculous. Uh, no way. I, my complaints. I don't think. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't think Indiana is all that good. That's all. Right. And I don't, I don't think they're that good either, but I don't think Cincinnati is that good as well. And I think they're going to take a beating in that week one game. Okay. Maybe they get some stuff together in the other two, but they're still scrambling as they figure uh, things out. And I think Indiana isn't bad enough. It's that at you have to game set. Yeah. Too. Remember that, you know, we'll see. I, I, we'll see. I mean, I'd be curious to see how fans react. Let's say they lose to Arkansas this first game. Does that take some of the wind out of the sails of this team where fans were coming out consistently because they were undefeated and they're winning and they're winning big games. And you know, and we'll talk about it during the season. I'm sure before the game, when we actually make our predictions, Yeah. But who knows, maybe Indiana comes out flamethrowers in a way I'm not expecting them to. Maybe the Cincinnati Arkansas game goes much worse than I think it's going to go. I think they're going to lose, but like I said, I think it's going to be like, a 24-17 type game. Nothing crazy. You know what I mean? I'll tell you this. I love Tom Allen, and Tom Allen is a special teams guy. So, Cincinnati, you better be ready for some of the best kicking, punting, long snapping, returning that you've ever seen. So, Tom Allen's They better get it tight. 100% agree with that. I think Indiana's just a really hard place to keep a job going good and strong. You know what I mean? So, it's tough. He's hanging in there. Big 10 East. It's tough. Uh, After... Moving on at Tulsa, that's a very interesting game to me. I don't know what to make of Tulsa 100%, but I think right. they're going to be decent. And mm-hmm. it's just at Tulsa, look, I'm a UCF fan. That traumatizes me. It's just PTSD from playing at Tulsa, watching yeah. my teams at Tulsa. It's, hard. A, it's a weirdly hard place to play. It just is. They're disruptors. Uh, we've, we've talked about that many times. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you could just go through this stretch. Tulsa. Home South Florida at SMU at UCF. That is a not a, fun stretch. That at SMU at UCF back to back is really yeah. mean. That's a mean back to back of travel. And then you so, don't even get rest because you got to have Navy come yeah. in and just pummel you with the yeah. triple option. And they're just going to cut the crap out of you. <laughs> it's just like they don't get a break. And that's what I'm saying is this mm-hmm. team last year, yes, they can withstand something like that because they have it down to a science. This year, there's so many things that are different and going to yeah. have to be figured out. Figure out the it's going to be a lot tougher. Yeah. Who's the best person to play this position or that? They have you to know, trust each other in, in big plays and big moments. And that's going to be tough. So, you know, UCF, when they play at, they're playing at UCF, not at Nippert. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a true freshman quarterback. It's, Mm-hmm. I mean, not to preview UCF, but it's probably going to be John Rice Plumley, uh, who's pretty experienced at this point. You know, it's going to be a different vibe on that game. SMU, we, you know, anyone who listens here knows we love Brett Lashley. We know what we love what he's doing there. So, again, at SMU, it's, those aren't easy. And after Navy, they have to host ECU, who we both really like this year, too. And we'll talk about it in probably 30 seconds. At Temple, kick the shit out. Temple, You're giving yourself honest. 30 seconds. I'm proud of you. All right. Kick the shit. Don't cut me off or I'll add on like soccer extra time. Shit. Uh, at Temple, like I said, kick the 
daylights out of them. Host Tulane to end the year should beat Tulane. Interesting team, but should beat them. Uh, yeah. But that to me is a nine and three, 10 and two season, somewhere in that range for you. I mean, I don't like doing that. I don't like doing that. But if I had to say, like I said, I think they lose Arkansas. I think the Indiana game's questionable. I think they, I don't know about at Tulsa because Tulsa think, tends to be more disruptive on okay. the road. So, so I'm not about, like. Would you agree in that, that three or that four game stretch with USF mm-hmm. at home of those three away games at Tulsa, at SMU, at UCF, they lose at least one? Yeah, I think it's Probably. at UCF too. Probably. But I also, I heard, SMU. You heard it. Write it down. I did. I said it. Right. I think UCF, UCF of those teams is the toughest like format team to be because they have it figured out and they're very and we, good. Like we'll schematically talk, they're good. Exactly. And we'll talk about this all more when we preview those teams, but UCF has a mm-hmm. ton of super high caliber transfers coming in. Yeah. They do. And and the way that Gus Malzahn runs it, it's going to be pretty seamless. I and think Again, um, not to make this the John Rice Plumley hour, but. I think he fits what Malzahn does kind of perfectly. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, and I think, you know, because SMU is just too new. So that it'll be tough, but it won't be that tough because defensively they're not there. And Tulsa, I just, you never know. I mean, they are a disruptor, but you never know. You don't know. You never know. We'll we'll break down all that more later. So, Cincinnati. I won't have you. Don't, if you don't want to give a record prediction right now, don't don't give it. Okay, then don't. I'll I'll stick with mine. I think nine and three, 10 and two overall, somewhere in that range. Emily's okay. not going to give it because she's smarter than me. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm just not ready yet. And that's so perfectly fair. Uh, let's move on to ECU. How about? Hey. ECU Pirates, a favorite of this podcast. Last yes. year, 2021, mm-hmm. they went seven and five, five and three in conference. That was their best season in some time back to like, I think 2014 would have been the best year prior to that. Uh, military mm-hmm. bull bid against Boston College, unfortunately, was canceled because BC backed out because no one on BC actually wanted to go play the game, which is stupid, but they said, <laughs> they said COVID related issues. Uh, yeah, not really. They didn't really want we to know. go. We, we know them, but yeah. Relitigating uh, yeah. an old thing. Uh, going back to that SP plus, SP plus returning production metric I gave you on Sensei, ECU's 44th in it with 72% of their production returning from last season, including Holton Aylers and their top two running backs, Keaton Mitchell and Rajay mm-hmm. Harris. That's that's just dirty. That's a dirty offense to have to face. Mm-hmm. Like just balanced as all hell, experienced, mm-hmm. tough. Like that's that's big, something like you cannot look that in the face and not be afraid a yeah. little bit, you know? In a way that ECU hasn't in a very long time, they're going to be a running team. You know? Yeah. Because back when it was Ruffin McNeil and he had Lincoln Riley as his offense coordinator, that was the air raid or a variation on the air raid more accurately mm-hmm. they brought in uh oh my god what's his name uh, scotty montgomery scotty montgomery same kind of air it out attack you know that for a while they had gardner Minshew playing quarterback for them and they just had yeah. no running game to speak of and that lack of balance did hurt them lack of ability to control the line of scrimmage with their offensive line hurt them you know they've got a few guys returning on this offensive line it's big and strong now in a way it really wasn't before mike houston got there uh yeah Big player to replace on offense is Tyler Sneed, the wide receiver. Uh, I look for Jalen Johnson, a Georgia transfer, and I'm going to, again, struggle with names because I'm terrible. Uh, Maceo Donald, a wide receiver, uh, slot receiver to hopefully replace him. CJ Johnson, a good deep threat returns. He's been dealing with suspension issues this season, but I expect him to be ready for week one or available for week one, I should say. Mm-hmm. 
that's my thoughts on the offense. I mean, there's really not much more to add other than Keaton Mitchell followed me on Twitter. So like shout out Keaton. Absolutely. Shout my out new Keaton favorite Mitchell. running back. I, I love that backfield to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's great. It is. I mean, all of it's great. I love Mike Houston. I love what he does. This team in general, offensively, yes, they're fun to watch, but just as a whole, I, I want to make it out there this year. Like I was, I was doing my it's schedule such, for our travel honestly, and I'm trying to fit atmosphere. ECU in there. It's such a fun atmosphere. <laughs> if I you want get, to go so bad. I know it. it's tough. I have it's to kind pick. of tough to get to. You know, yeah. That's the problem. That's the, yes. It's a little bit out there in a way yeah. other schools in the conference aren't like it's easy to but get you know what? in Houston, you know? Yeah, that's true. But coastal Carolina is the same thing in Conway and we, we did make it out there. So I just have to make it a priority on a weekend where they're, you know, having a good game and, and it's a night game. I want to see it, but I think well, offensively you said, you said it all. I, I would watch this year. Holt Naylor's, um, he's going to set more school records. He's very close to a few. And that was what, when I spoke with Mike Houston a couple months ago, he, he wanted me to know adamantly like, Hey, and people are giving him shit because he's, you know, old and he's been there a while and like, Oh, it, it's taking yeah, him this five. many years. Yeah. It's your five. But think about the years that he played mm-hmm. COVID year. They only played X amount of games. So it's like, that yeah, doesn't it's, count really. And then, year was abbreviated because he wasn't a full-time right? starter then. Yeah, exactly. I so I think it's, you know, I think people are sleeping on him a little bit as a leader and I had the chance to interview him as well. And I'm really excited to do this feature. It's been taking me a minute, but he's a very inspiring young man. So, yeah. and he cares about his team. Yeah. And you sent me over the, uh, the transcript yeah. from that. So I was able to read that. And he is very passionate about the, every, about ECU, very passionate about the things that matter to him in life. Yeah. I like that. He's going to be an asset this year and I'm excited for their offense defensively. More questions on defense, I'd say. More questions, but I think they're making... pretty traditional for ECU, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they kind of play this polymorphous uh, 3-4 slash 4-3 defense where they they kind of try to disguise which one it is on a given play Mm -hmm. is the best way I can describe it, and that in turn tricks the offense and they don't know where the rush is coming from. And I think that edge rush is going to be the key to their success. Xavier Smith and Miles... uh, Ben Ray are going Miles Berry. Berry. Yeah. Oh, oh my hand, yeah. my handwriting's off. I said Miles Berry, the linebacker. Yeah, yeah he's. I'm looking at my notes here, and I drew an N instead of an R okay. because yeah. I got you. Thank you. Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, they're going to be really important off the edge. If they can get a pass rush going, I think they'll really help out because you have to replace Jaquan McMillan, who's a Bronco now. And I, yeah. I mean, they've got guys back there, but it's the same thing as what you're saying. It's insane. Some guys are right. just not possible to properly replace like that. Like you're not going to get Which the same tough. quality corner right away. At least you might in two it's years. T- it's tough when you play, play, when you play in a league with guys, you know, like Tanner Mordecai and, and Clayton mm-hmm. Dune, who we'll talk about eventually. And yeah. even guys, Seth Hennig, guys that can really sling it. You, yeah. you, you, Michael almost Pratt. Need... you forgot Michael Pratt. <laughs> oh, how can I forget Michael Pratt? Um, I don't know. I really don't. I, yeah, I don't know how I forgot him, but this is a league where you want to have faith in your secondary and those guys that they can make big plays. And it's tough when that's kind of your weak spot. It really, it means, I think you're going to give up more than people realize, you know, it's going into the game. It's hard to explain, but if you just don't have that confidence there, it's going to be a problem. Even if you're playing Davis Brin, you know, somebody like that, like it's. Well, the best way to, I think the best way to put it is, when you have a lockdown corner who can take away a team's number one wide receiver, they need to figure out what they're doing. Because most teams go into games and they go, this is our guy. We know that we can go to him 
10 times a game and then be safe doing that. If you take mm-hmm. that away from them, that's 10 plays a game where they don't know what they're doing. Or if it's so yeah. locked down that the quarterback has to go through his reads in a way that he doesn't traditionally have to go to in, uh, through in college because, you know, RPOs are traditional, are like one, two reads most you at the most usually. If yeah. you make him go through three, four reads because you're taking away the first one, then, you know, that gives your defensive line time to make uh, tackles for loss. It's just, it makes everything easier. It just does. Yeah. So that's going to, it's going to be difficult and there's no pure replacement. There just isn't. No, but I think they'll be all right. They'll figure it out. I believe in Mike Houston. I know you're not going to get out to ECU for their opener against NC state. That might be the best one. Can I just tell you right now that I think it's amazing that they open with four straight home games. Yeah, I don't really? know how they. I don't know, I don't how, know they how they, got they do it, that. but it's badass. It is completely yeah. my favorite thing about this. Yeah, NC State, who's a lot of people's kind of sweetheart ACC pick. Who knows about that? This is the uh, first time that they have seven home games since 2018. How? I thought you have the same amount of home games like well, every year. It seems like. I mean, that's yeah, a weird stat, right? It's, it is like you'd think that they weird. would. I, they've been playing too many away games. That's all it comes. I down don't to. know, but I love I love that for them in that they get to get comfortable mm-hmm. and start off the year not away. A lot of people do, so I think that's going to be really big. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. Uh, NC State really super mm-hmm. excited for that game. That's one of my yeah. favorite week ones. Uh, Old Dominion week two, Campbell week three, Navy week four. Those are that home stretch to open the year. Then they hit the road, go down to Tampa and play USF, then over to New Orleans and play uh, Tulane back home from Memphis and UCF. Both of those would be good games to go to. If you're looking for a mm-hmm. conference matchup uh, at BYU is tricky uh, followed by at Cincinnati, Houston, then at temple. So I really think when we look at ECU's year, you got to look probably from Memphis through Houston there, Memphis, UCF, at BYU, at Cincinnati, Houston, how they mm-hmm. perform in those five games is going to determine whether it's an okay year or a huge step forward, which is like perfect. Cause that's at the right time. You want to be hitting a hard stretch but you get to finish with Temple, you know, yeah, it's, there's a good chance they're six and one or five and two hitting that stretch. Right. Yeah. Think, right in that range. That's huge. And then you only have to win what? And then you have to be Temple at the end of the year to go bowling yeah. for sure. But you've got five games there to, if you're say, say you're five and two, let's say you lose since you stayed and pick a different game. Doesn't matter who through Memphis, uh, just five and two for the sake of the argument. Mm-hmm. If you can beat one of those teams and then I'm going to give you Temple at the end of the right. year for sure. Then you match last year. If you're going to be two, then you've taken a step forward and you've done right. it by beating an incredibly strong quality opponent in the process. And I'm telling you, they will. Mike Houston was very adamant with me that this year, the measure of the step forward is to be one better than they were last year. And so that's, that is the goal and that's the plan. And, and he is, he is a man with the plan, the way that he uh, attacks the season. And he talked to me about how he looks at each game and, and what, what he does. So I'm excited for this team and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I've been yeah. putting people on them as my dark horse, but you know, I don't even think to me, I mean, I guess they're a dark horse because they are in the see, sense that yeah, most people see the name ECU and they still think it's the Scotty Montgomery ECU, which was kind of a pushover if we're being polite about it. Um, yeah. But I think this team at least matches last year's seven win total. And I think can easily get up to nine. Definitely going bowling in my mind. I know I'm not asking you to put numbers on it, but that's where I'm yeah. at. And I know I'm not going to, so thank you. I'm, like I said, I'm not asking you to. <laughs> uh, our third team to take a look at today is Houston, who I think is probably the favorite to win the conference. 
to be honest with you. Uh, 2021, mm-hmm. they went 12 and 2, 8 and 0 regular season conference, lost the AAC championship to Cincinnati. Frankly, they were a little bit outclassed in that game, if you remember correctly. Uh, then they went on to win the Birmingham, uh, Birmingham Bowl over Auburn, finished the season ranked 17th in the country. Other than a stupid loss to Texas Tech in the regular season, they would have been unbeaten regular season. They had they should have won that game. I'll noise me to no one that they lost it. Thirty fourth in returning production according to SP Plus at seventy four percent. Pretty good stuff there. Not much think, more than ECU, give or take. But I think in that kind of like three fourths percentile is where a lot of teams are clustered, or three quarters of their. That's basically, I was looking at it earlier today. That looks like where they're clustered. Uh, Clayton Tunes back, and I'm really excited to see what he does mm-hmm. because I, I've said it on this uh, show before, and I'll say it again. Him pulling his hamstring last year was the best thing that happened to him in his career because it took away his legs for a portion of the season, and it forced him to learn how to play quarterback from the pocket. Now he's yeah. going to come back this year. He knows how to play quarterback from the pocket. He knows he can do it. He knows he can go through his reads, and he can be – play under pressure and step yeah. up into it. And, but he also has his legs back now. So when he needs to create, he can. And I think they'll give him that true balance that is terrifying for defenses. I think he's going to do very well. Yeah. I think we're talking AAC player of the year. Well, offensive wow. player of the year, okay. offensive player of the year. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to argue. He's got Nathaniel Dell back too. Great wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm biggest problem I have with their offense to be honest is that Alton McCaskill tore his ACL in spring practice. Do you think he comes back at all? I mean, people come back from ACL so much quicker now than they ever used to. They do. To. And uh, I saw something about how he was he was able to had some something major milestone happened recently. Like I, when I was doing my running back preview, I was mm-hmm. like looking stuff up about him and he something happened and he got his like brace off or I don't know what it was, but he was able, he hit a milestone recently. So. Yeah. I, I don't, don't I am by no means an expert on injuries yeah. and how guy, I think guy, different guys progress differently. He's not going to be yeah. there for week one to be safe with it. No. It's really yes. hard to make the cuts and running back needs to cut with a, even slightly damaged ACL. Uh, so, and you want to be careful because retearing it's, so much worse, you know what I mean? So you don't want yeah. a person to come back too soon. Possible by the end of the year he comes back, but I wouldn't bank on it just because it's an ACL. You know, at some point it's still an ACL, even no matter how far modern medicine has pushed our ability, or our I say our ability, their ability. <laughs> their ability. Our, I, our human ability. I got yeah, you. Uh, yeah. I, if I tore my ACL, I don't think I'd walk for three years. Um Anyways, I'd be surprised, honestly. Oh, I, I'm sure I'd actually be better than that. I'm not that out of shape, but you know what I mean? No, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you'd be surprised, like, you what you can, it depends on how badly you tear it, like, how much. I tore my MCL partially and my, um, the one, my, uh, the one across the top of my knee, and I didn't have to have surgery and I just played through the season. So it's like, I don't yeah, know. that sounds painful to me. Uh, it was not fun, but like you just deal with it. Like let's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. I just wish I could remember what the milestone thing was. It's gonna drive me crazy. You can keep looking up for it. I'll keep talking about this offense. How about? Okay. Um, if you want. Uh, no go. Um, 
they had mm-hmm. kind of the opposite problem that Cincinnati does with returning production on offense, where they return all their skilled guys, plus they're bringing a bunch of power five transfers at wide receiver. But their mm-hmm. offensive line, they only return two starters at Houston, which is obviously a bit of a concern because ultimately everything collapses if you can't block. That's the most important part of the game. At the end of yeah. the day, I, I think we get really caught up in schemes sometimes as analysts, fans, whatever you want to call it. It's a simple game, block and tackle. If you can block, you can score points. If you can't block, you can't score points. It's that simple sometimes. Yeah. If you tackle, you can prevent points. If you don't tackle, you can't prevent points. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's super simple in that way. You know? um, yeah. I love their defensive line, too, to switch sides of the ball. Uh, D'Anthony yeah. Jones, Derek, uh, like Nelson Caesar, like these are good defensive linemen. Like really, really good. Probably the top defensive line in the conference, frankly. Uh, and they've been producing really good defense alignment for years now at Houston. I think very quietly ever since Ed Oliver, just a string of really great rushers. Um, you know, I don't know. At the same time, they've got similar secondary issues to what we were just talking about with Cincinnati and uh, ECU. You got to replace Marcus Jones. How do you do that? <laughs> you kind of don't. You know what I mean? How do you do that? <laughs> you, the, again, it's simple. You don't. You don't you really. Don't. There's no you guy can't. who's going to get you a pick six basically every time he steps on the field. Right. There's no guy who can do that and double as your returner. You're going to need to find a returner. You know, it's just those are concerns. I still think, honestly, I think Houston's the safe. I think they're the pick to win the conference if you're looking for a safe money pick. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like I don't have a good enough argument to to disagree with you. You know, my gut instinct and my just overall view of the talent in the conference and that it's risen in the last year, that it's going to be harder this year would be my only disagreeing factors, but those aren't based really in fact, you know what I mean? So I can't, I get that. I can't argue again. Like I know that you can give me a hard time for being a UCF guy. When I say good things about UCF here, but like, I think that given the amount of talented transfers coming in and given the fact that they probably won't have half the team injured for the entire season like they did last year, you're probably going to see them be improved from what they were last year by a decent margin. Plus year right. two under Gus, so everyone's got the system down even better. Uh, Cincinnati could very well prove us both wrong and go 11-1 and one and you know win the conference yeah, with all of these. SMU, I think, is very capable of being right there at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not super high on Memphis, but at the same time, would you be shocked if Memphis went nine and three, ten and two? With uh, Silverfield with his back to the wall this year, not really because I, I like don't really. Seth Hennigan. I don't trust the rest of the offense, but I like Seth Hennigan. You know, uh, so like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of teams that Tulsa, like we said, is a wild card. Who the, who knows what they're gonna do? Uh, we're both high on ECU. Like, there's. Plenty of teams that hypothetically could, but I think the safe money's not used. I really do. Well, I'll tell you this. I found the information I was looking for. Oh, McCaskill was cleared to walk in May. So that doesn't sound as likely that. Uh, I don't know what the milestones are for an SEL tear. And I don't know like how ahead of schedule that was because he didn't tear it that long ago. So that feels a spring practice tear, right? That feels quick to me that that he's able to walk already. I don't know what the progression then from walking to running to cutting is, but also is that walking in a brace or is that walking without a brace? Dan unclear, unclear. I was just curious. He is. 
he is off of crutches and he is walking. So I feel like Alton McCaskill walking is more dangerous than I am running. So well, playing running back probably at least. No, like just in running general. in general. Yeah. That's okay. he's that's hundred percent true. Um, I will add this to what you said because you did a very comprehensive job just there of previewing them. I will add my special teams two cents because that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I think they have a big problem replacing their kicker. Okay. So that job is up for grabs and kicking has not always been a strength uh, in this conference or at Houston. So that's going to be interesting having some consistency um, when you need those, those extra points and you need those field goals. Also Holgerson said he has quote, no clue who will handle the return duties as the replacement for all American return man, Marcus Jones. Is it too simple? Just like put Dell back there. Because I think he'd be fine at it. I mean, who knows? But that answer is, is such a Dana Holgerson answer. I can't even. It is. It really I mean, is. like, yeah, of course, I guess he's not going to tell anybody because why would you? Let's just let it be a fun surprise yeah. for teams. Okay. He, he, he may very well have a plan. He also might have no idea what's up. And, and both are both are deadly, to be honest with but you. So. Honestly, but that's the way he also wants yeah. it. Because why would you mm-hmm. tell anyone before right. one if you know who the returner is? He's hilarious. And I just thought that was such a Hogerson quote. Also shout out to their athletic um, or their equipment guys. They put out a picture of the gear for like spring or summer, whenever they're, whatever it is they're going to have next and they're going to wear it. And one of these sweatshirts is straight fire. I'm already trying to get my hands on one. It's epic. And that I did not foresee myself wanting a Houston football sweatshirt, but this thing is Amazing. Okay, so in general, I don't think Houston has good logos or like good right. designs. For it's very stuff. traditional and like boring. Yeah, you get the UH yeah. thing. You get right. like if you find the stuff with their like cougar on it from like the early two thousands, I think that's pretty hideous. To be honest, mm-hmm. anytime they get blue involved, I think it's gross. To be honest, yeah. if you've seen mm-hmm. any of that stuff from like when oh god, it was like what Casey color Keenum. blue? Like royal blue or like yeah, like when Casey Keenum was playing, they had like a trip royal blue, uh, mm-hmm. royal like blue Arizona, like red and blue, like University of Arizona. Much more red, but like just enough blue trim where you notice it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, uh, it was. But this great. logo is awesome. You saw the picture I'm talking about, right? I didn't. I don't think I did. To be honest, I'm with you. Joe Broback. I only saw it because Joe so, got on there. And was like, I I've need been, these right away. I've been bad about looking at Twitter recently because I've been. Uh, I'm gonna say well, partially because I was traveling, partially because yeah, you know. Sometimes it's nice to not be on Twitter all day for your own mental health. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. And I, uh, uh, I agree with you. You know, let I me see it, if I can find the picture of this so I'm I can biased. describe it to you. I do like the UCF, like Citronauts logo. The UCF, UCF logo is kind of boring too. Uh, I have no time in my life for the USF logos of any kind. Every, you know, that's no surprise. I like ECU stuff, the pirate. I'm just going through. Okay. All right. This is the see the little hand. Oh yeah. White. So that's a hooded sweatshirt. See, it's gray. It's got the black trim and it's got that little like yeah. what a, is that the shocker? You know what I really love is how you Are they doing it to the me. shocker? It looks like it's the shocker, yeah. Oh, well now I'm like, that's that, yeah. Now I'm upset. I showed it to you <laughs> over our Zoom camera because I am feeling like something to too. I, I was gonna say, like, it's weird because you do have my phone number. Not... Send me a photo. I know, but it's quicker, otherwise it takes a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They did the black on black there. 
the um, black with the black on white with like a little red trim is really nice. Yeah, it's sick. Uh, they they obviously this is for their camp gear. They're getting it ready for the fall, and they obviously did a little bit of a, a rebrand, you know. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm into it. I like. Well, it. We can also, I'm thinking about branding in the AAC right now. The only perfect mm-hmm. brand is Tulane. Tulane's the only perfect the green, one. Oh, New Orleans the throwback the green, green wave. wave. With oh the Pelicans. Oh, it's all yes. good. The angry it wave is, is perfect. It's all, it's everything you need it to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I like you see Cincinnati, take it or leave it. Temple, take it or leave it. Navy, mm-hmm. I guess I don't hate the troops, but let's be real, take it or leave it. Um, it's traditional, I guess. Memphis has done a lot to get their branding up. I think it's pretty hard to miss, to be honest, but you know at least they're trying something, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who else is there? I'm missing Tulsa. Take it or leave it. SMU. Eh. I think if Tulsa did some throwback ones, some vintage stuff, I think they would do well. Um, I think they it's just weird don't, that the like, hurricane's not the tornadoes. And that's all I'm going to say. I don't, I don't think I lose any sleep over that, to be honest with you. Well, I think it's weird. <laughs> uh do you want to do schedule or yeah why not why... okay joe Brobeck will yell at us if we skip over schedule on houston he's like a uh, big schedule guy oh no but we did for the other two so he'll say that we're skipping them Ugh, for okay fine uh hit me with it at utsa really interesting g5 matchup to start up the season yeah. in the alamo dome at texas tech go get that revenge Go get that revenge, yeah. Houston. Because you I looked stupid last game. year when you lost. You looked yeah, stupid last year when you lost. It's a future Big 12 they, conference game right there. I don't know. They might lose again, to be honest with you. Like, I could see that. I'm not convinced about Texas Tech in year one under uh, Joey McGuire. We'll see what happens, but I'm not convinced that they're going to be much next year to worry yourself with. Long term, maybe, but not next year. Uh, they Finally, week three is their first home game for Houston. They host Kansas. Rock win. chalk, baby. Win. <laughs> Just win. Hit them with the shocker and win. Okay. Uh, then they host Rice, future eggs. You gave me a look there. Uh, they host- which, which, which part? For the Both Kansas or the all Rice? Of, yeah. All of it. All of it. Uh, it's just a really just unfun string of games. Kansas, right. Rice, and Tulane all at home. There's like I, the worst home games. I, I mean, their first two out of conference games on the road are interesting. The second two are I couldn't care less. I know Rice is an all Houston uh, matchup. So I guess if Houston wins the AC, it's because of the schedule. That's uh, what I'm saying. Well, they don't play UCF or Cincinnati on it. So it's a pretty clear path to get to the conference championship. Yeah. Like if you mess this up, UCF, then you're fired. Yeah. UCF dodges Houston, obviously in reverse and uh, dodges Tulsa too. So mm-hmm. I don't even know if they play SMU, to be honest. It's a UCF has a light one too, other than getting Cincinnati at home. Uh, so, which, which also help, which also helps their sake though, that they get a light schedule overall. We'll see. Yeah. 100%. Uh, we're not on UCF preview and we're on Houston right now. Like I said, Rice, uh, you're familiar with the head coach over at Rice. Uh, Mike Bloomgren. Mike Bloom. Yeah. He's an old Stanford guy. Uh, mm-hmm. David Shaw disciple, if you will. Language, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Which I choose to use. I wouldn't because he got <laughs> uh, out of there. Are my words, not Emily's. Um, I'm excited to actually see Bloomgren this week at CSU Media Day on Wednesday. I haven't seen him since they beat, they got their first road win at Middle Tennessee, and I was there, and it was epic. So 
been yeah. a tough, it's been a tough role for him. That's all I'll say. Rice is an almost impossible place to win. It just is. Oh. You know, but the investment isn't there in the program the way it is at other schools. That's all. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, okay. Tulane, like you said, to start off conference play. We'll see what Tulane is, but I always have fun yeah, with the Tulane-Houston game. It's one of my favorites watching conference play every year. Something weird always happens, to be fair. So they're, they're funky we'll keep games. an eye on it. Traditionally a funky yeah, game. Uh, very much. Back on the road at Memphis, at Navy. Uh, if Memphis has their shit together, that's a tough back-to-back. Maybe. Well, we'll see. You know that's a Friday night game. I'm actually going to go to that game. That's the Memphis you'll game at, I'm going to. It, you'll be at the uh-huh. Liberty Bowl for that? Mm-hmm. Heard it here first. Friday Breaking Night Lights game. Breaking news. Yep. Uh, at, well, that means they have to play Navy on a. They get an extra day to turn around for that, so that's always good. That's true. Sure. That's nice. Yeah, it is. Uh, back home for South Florida, then off to play at SMU. Back home for Temple at ECU. Finish the season hosting Tulsa. It's not a tough schedule. It just the isn't. nice thing I'm realizing too is okay. They go to Navy, which is Annapolis, which is far ish. But then they come home to South Florida. And then they go to two. And then SMU. they just have to go to SMU. Yeah. So the that stretch. Thing, yeah. And then they're home against Temple. That's a really And then like, they go favorable. back out to North Carolina for the ECU game. So they do go back out to the coast again. A little still. bit. But this, the way it's staggered is in there. I'm telling you, if they don't win yeah. the conference with this schedule, the way have, it is written. They have to be in the conference championship game. Minimum. I mean, I, like if they're not, minimum. then. Yeah, I don't know what to say. That, like, that was part of my prediction for them winning the conferences. I had looked at their schedule and said, hey, yeah. that's that's pretty light work. And I looked they, at it and thought that too. But now that I'm really looking at it and like the geographic stuff and the track, like yeah, ever since I've talked to the coaches about how they look at schedules, I start looking at schedules like a coach would. And you you look at things like short weeks and you look at things like travel and time zone and weather and everything like that. And this schedule is like the perfect storm. Yeah. And you know, Crazy. I mean, Weird stuff. I'm first off. I was gonna say they don't even have that kind of backpack like Cincinnati does at SMU at UCF, where you know, yeah. hey, that's just tough. But no, like I mean, weird things happen at the Liberty Bowl. Weird things happen at Navy. Those are places where things do happen at. So, but not as bad as like Tulsa or which they get at home instead. Right. I, mean, I honestly, it... I think their hardest yeah. conference game is at SMU and. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. ECU maybe ECU, you know, they, not even uh, they do go to ECU, so that could be tricky. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's we'll no, no excuse not to be in the conference championship yeah. for Houston. It absolutely really not. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Figure that's, it out, Dana. Yeah, figure it out. I know you were there last year, but figure it out, Dana. You better be hosting. They have the best O line coach ever, and not you know, her pants. No, sorry, Herb. You had to choose the allegiance can't, there. Can't had to go to Brandon Jones for that one, but uh, he's the highest paid position coach, I think. Well, that's one of the things that makes Houston such a desirable program to be at. If you're a coach, is that they have no issue paying the assistant coaches money. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, and it, it's a problem in the G5. It really is because your assistant coach salary pool it it adds up, and teams are kind of like, ah, yeah. we're paying our coach a million and a half dollars. I don't know if we want to pay our assistants also two million on top of that. Right. And then you, I mean, if you're not willing to pay for assist, good assistant coaches, you kind of have to get what you get and don't get upset sometimes, which isn't good. You know, you want to be yeah. able to pick and choose your the guys who are going to be best for the job. Well, and that's why I like that story about um, Coach McIntyre at FIU taking a pay cut, you know, to give money to his 
staff. I think. Yeah, if he feels like he doesn't need the money, which no, I mean he's he been doesn't. around a while. Well, he's, he's been, been around a yeah. while. Yeah. Uh, he so he doesn't. We agree on that. Yeah. Give it to the staff. I think that's like an incredible. I mean, he's just such a good guy that didn't surprise me when I heard it. But I think that more people should be doing yeah. that. <laughs> and FIU's cash trap too. So like it's nice if I'm yeah. put the consideration in. Well, he's been at like San Jose State. He's been at places that where that's been an issue. And Florida's a lot different than California. The money goes further. So I'm sure, you know, he was making good money at, at Colorado. Um it's just a it's such an yeah. honorable thing. I just love, I love stories like that. It just makes me yeah. happy. So yeah, absolutely. All right. So I think, All right. just, I think we knocked yeah. out three really good AAC teams today. We're going to be coming Dude. back a few others. I think a few more controversial coming up alphabetical order. So people can figure out who's up next. Yeah. Um, it's a mystery. <laughs> it's Oh, how will they do it? Names uh, out of a hat, you know, <laughs> or maybe we'll just, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we won't go alphabetical. Maybe we'll go reverse alphabetical for the next one and meet in the middle. Well, then you have to listen. At the end, if you go reverse, you have to listen to me talk about UCF and USF sooner. So, yeah, but at some point, I have to listen to you talk about both those teams. Regardless, might as well just do it in one episode. Rip the bandaid off, then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. All right. Whatever you say. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Make sure you interact with us on Twitter uh, in a, in a nice way, please. Because you know, it, yeah. words, words can hurt, but hey, if you, hey, if, I've heard worse. If, <laughs> Dan has, I'm a little more sensitive. So if there's things you want to hear, let us know. If we're not covering your favorite player, let us know. If you think Dan is too negative, let us know. <laughs> yeah. you, you can tell me I'm the worst. I, promise you i'm just gonna mute you and move on with my day if you're mean oh boy i'm gonna get in there i'm gonna get my hands dirty and win you over that's that's my goal but if if you want to reach us on social media you can find me at mlm e-m-i-l-n-e-m on twitter and instagram and i'm at dan underscore morrison 96 on twitter don't bother looking on instagram he doesn't have one yeah don't care for that just crazy. I'm heading to Conference USC Media Day tomorrow to join up with the rest of the Underdog Dynasty crew, Eric, Joe, Kevin, a couple other guy, another guy. I can't even remember everyone that's going, but it's yeah. going to be awesome. So make sure you follow along. We'll be bringing you all the Conference USA Media Day stuff on. 100%. I'm going to be following that pretty closely. If you want to get my writing anywhere, it's on 3.com. That's yes. on 3.com. <laughs> I know. All right, Very we're fun. out. We'll see you. God, hopefully next, time, next week. Two weeks. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we can Dan do. Dan doesn't go out. on vacation again. I'm not going on vacation again. I don't think we can wait two weeks with the uh, season coming up to get these previews. All right, fine. We'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, there we go. 